The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The white paper that China has published on Taiwan is the first we've seen in a couple of decades and certainly uh, the first that we've seen since Xi Jinping came to power. Let's welcome Samson Ellis, Bloomberg's Taipei bureau chief, with us here live on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. So a couple of ways to look at it. Um, there are elements of the white paper, Sam, that suggest that peaceful unification is, you know, is absolutely the drive here. Uh, but then there are other ways of looking at it, too, when you look at the interpretations by the Global Times and, and papers like that. Uh, and there's some suggestion that, um, that Taiwan can be like Hong Kong. And from my own experience living in Taiwan, I can say n- nobody is really looking uh, at that uh, in a positive light. Has there been much reaction so far, Samson? Well, uh, as, as you kind of hinted at there, uh, I, the overwhelming reaction in Taiwan so far is that, yeah, this isn't going to happen or it's not going to happen anytime soon, at, le- at least. Uh, President Tsai Ing-wen uh, did respond to the white paper, calling it wishful thinking and totally disregarding the reality of the cross-strait situation. And, and by that, she largely means that there's no desire uh, on, in Taiwan uh, for for this peaceful unification or for any form of unification uh, that the white paper espouses. I think, is it sort of the timing as well in terms of Nancy Pelosi's visit last week? We're continuing to see a lot of pressure on Taipei after that visit, Beijing really trying to, I guess, keep up the rhetoric here? Yeah, exactly. It does seem that this white paper, as as you pointed out, it, you know, this is only the third white paper they've published on Taiwan, the first since the, the year 2000. So this is absolutely a significant uh, policy document uh, that you know, we're all looking at very closely. Um, and, and it does appear that, you know, they, they've taken the opportunity of Pelosi's visit to 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 put it out early. You know, I, I don't think they initially planned to release it now had Pelosi not visited Taiwan last week. You know, this may have been something that they'd looked to, uh, closer to the um, party congress later this year to, to put out. Um, so, yeah, this is absolutely uh, part, you know, in addition to the uh, military exercises that we've seen, to the economic coercive measures we've seen from Beijing, you know, this kind of adds to that, you know, on, on a policy uh, level that, you know, it, it just uh, continuing to, to put the pressure on Taiwan, as you say. 
It's interesting, I think, that a, a KMT delegation is visiting China. Uh, what do we know about that, and who will they see? Yeah, well, they, they were very keen to play down uh, the timing uh, of, of, of the trip. You know, they said, oh, this has been planned for months. It's just a coincidence that it's happening uh, a week after uh, Pelosi visited and during, you know, the the biggest crisis in, in tensions in, in decades. Um, so they say they're not going to meet any high-level officials. You know, that still does uh, leave open the possibility that they do meet some officials. Uh, what the def definition of high-level official is, 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 you know, open to interpretation. Uh, they say the, the main purpose of their trip is to meet uh, Taiwanese living in China, uh, students, business people, um, to gauge uh, how they feel about the current situation and just see what the, you know, the KMT, Taiwan's main opposition party and, and the, you know, the main party in Taiwan that still uh, holds on to the notion of, of unification and provo uh, promotes the, you know, the eventual unification of, uh, between Taiwan and uh, China. Um, just to, you know, they're, they're reaching out to, as they say, you know, Taiwanese compatriots on the other side of the uh, strait just to see how they can serve them and, and uh, listen to their concerns. And just Bloomberg reporting that President Tsai also condemned this as disappointing to Taiwanese people. What, what do these tensions kind of mean for the local elections that we have planned in Taiwan in November? Well, that's definitely very interesting. So, yeah, in November, we, we uh, get the, the full slate of local elections. So this is, you know, from uh, the mayors of the major cities, the governors of the counties, all the way down to, you know, the chiefs of uh, local neighborhoods. Um, and you know, what's what's interesting to see if you look back over elections in Taiwan, uh, any time China has, uh, you know, initiated some sort of crisis or you know has spoken out very strongly um, on Taiwan, uh, or you know their their actions in in Hong Kong, um, cracking down on dissent there, this always plays badly in Taiwan for those who you know would like better relations with with China um, you know it definitely has the effect overall of helping the, uh, the the ruling Democratic Progressive Party which of course you know espouses that that Taiwan is already a, a, a de facto independent sovereign nation so uh, this trip to China by the KMT. Um, I was speaking to a few people yesterday, and they, and they are saying that yeah, this will absolutely come up again during the uh, yeah. run into the election later this year. It might work against them. Yeah, um, I'm interested in in how you see DPP policy evolving here. I mean, they don't openly talk about independence. Obviously, uh, that's a that's a no no. Uh, but under what sort of conditions might the DPP look at? Uh, reunification with with China um, under a democratic government, something like I mean, give us how that has changed over over the past years. So, so the DPP won't uh, you know, countenance any form of unification with with China. The the DPP's you know founding stance is that is basically largely Taiwanese independence. Um, they're not going to announce independence because uh, in their um, eyes, Taiwan is already an independent nation. It's just it doesn't have much 
uh, international recognition. And, and so their stance is, you know, we, we don't need to announce independence because we are already independent. We just need more nations to, to recognize that. Um, and so that's a way of kind of sig also signaling to China and the rest of the world and the United States that, look, we're, we're not going to be the we're not going to provoke another crisis by formally announcing independence. Um, as for other people in Taiwan who are, you know, more more willing to consider some form of political union uh, with China, the stance very much here is, yeah, China would have to democratize first before yeah. we could consider anything. Yep. Yeah. Very interesting, Sam. Thanks very much for being with us uh, on short notice. Uh, all kind of surprised um, by getting this white paper and looking at it. Uh, Sam Sinellis, Bloomberg's Taipei Bureau Chief, with us live. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.